continue the series that we've been on uh, entitled Foundations of Faith. Um, we haven't gotten all the way through Hebrews chapter 11, so turn with me there again this morning, and we're going to uh, continue on this, this quest through this, this chapter uh, of faith. Um, so I, I want to read the first three verses. Once again, I've read these every Sunday that we've been in this series. This is week six of that. I think we're probably going to have at least a couple more that we're going to go through on this uh, same topic of the foundation of faith. Um, but it says in verse 1, it says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible, so far, we've, we've talked about several of our Old Testament heroes. Amen? Uh, first of all, we started off with Abel, uh, who re uh, revealed his faith in God by uh, doing what was right in his heart, and not because he was told to, not because the law said he had to, but he obeyed God just from his very heart. What a hero of faith. And then we had Enoch, who uh, was walking and talking with God, and all of a sudden he was not. Because God took him, and the scriptures said that he was taken to be with the Lord. Uh, then we talked about Noah who, and, and Abraham who stood alone in faith and maintained their faith no matter how long it took. Amen? Sometimes it takes a long time, doesn't it? It takes a long time for us to get through uh, the things that we're believing for, what God has put upon our hearts to do. And then they had faith despite their current situations. Amen? Sometimes our, our current situations and circumstances look bleak. It looks like it's never going to happen. But when we trust God, when we have faith in God, He will bring us through. And he remains steadfast in faith. So uh, they, they both remain steadfast in faith so that they would receive the reward from God. And that's what we're all looking for. Amen? I'm not going through this life for nothing. I'm not trusting in God and having faith in God for nothing. I'm looking for a reward. I'm looking for that day when God says, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen? That's all the reward I need. But that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm doing this for. That's why I stay strong in my faith. Because I want God to look at me and say, You did a good job. Come and enter into your, your, your peace and your rest. Amen? That's what I want. And then we talked about how all these heroes of faith were able to keep their faith. Number one, they looked forward instead of backward or around them. Uh, they realized they were strangers and exiles on this earth. How many of you know this is not our home? And we need to realize that and not get caught up in the things of this life because they are not important. They are fleeting. They are but for a moment. But there is an eternity that is waiting for us. And we need to realize that's our home, not here. And they saw through faith the city that was prepared for them. And they walked in faith and obedience to God. Then uh, a couple weeks ago we talked about Moses was uh, our next hero of faith. And he, we learned that faith overrules man's laws. You know, he was, 
his parents, if they hadn't have disobeyed the law of the land that was to kill their own son, he wouldn't have been able to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. Amen? Sometimes the faith, our faith overrules the laws of man. And faith overcomes sin. Moses, he overcame the things of this world through his faith in God. He overcame the, the pleasures of this life. And faith will cause us to do the ridiculous. Sometimes what faith calls us to do is something that seems totally ridiculous. And Moses, doing all that he did, all the miracles and all the signs and wonders were ridiculous in man's eyes. But they made all the sense in the world when he was obedient to God. So all these uh, have, I hope, built your faith in God beyond where you were. But today, we want to look at a couple more of our heroes out of this chapter in uh, Hebrews 11, verses 30 through 31 today. Let's look at these. It says, By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Now, I want to preach to you today about two heroes, Joshua and Rahab. So, so let's turn back to the book of Joshua. So go back to the book of Joshua with me, and let's take a look at this, starting in chapter 1. We're going to look at the book of Joshua and, and see about uh, Joshua and Rahab, just a little bit about their life. I want to start by reading in Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses." From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward uh, the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, be, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions, for within three days you are to pass over this Jordan to go to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Then jump down with me to verses 16 through 18. It says, And they answered Joshua, All that you have commanded us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. 
Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Now Joshua is one of my favorite characters in, in the Old Testament. Uh, I, I think Joseph is probably my, my first and then Joshua is probably my second. I, I just love these two guys, but, but Joshua was a man of faith. Think about it. Moses is gone. Moses, the, the man who had led the children of Israel out of Egypt, the man who had gone before Pharaoh and had seen all of these uh, plagues come upon the nation of Egypt so that he would finally let them go. This Moses who had led them into the wilderness and went up on a mountain and received the Ten Commandments from God. This Moses who had led them through the wilderness for over 40 years now is gone. Now think about it. Your pastor has been here for 40-something years leading you through all kinds of things. You see miracle after miracle and all kinds of things happening. And now the new guy steps in. Joshua. I feel sorry for the guy. Joshua is put in charge of this often very rebellious and stiff-necked people. Probably over a million people to deal with. All their problems, all their headaches, all the things kept coming up the line to him. We know this because Moses' his father-in-law ended up telling him, hey man, you can't handle all of this yourself. You've got to get some people under you to help take care of some of the small stuff and you just deal with the big stuff because you can't, you can't keep up. There was so much to do and now Joshua is this man. He was, he was the second in command. I know what that's like. I was an associate pastor here for quite a few years, almost 12 years. So I know what it's like to be the associate and then I know what it's like to step into the senior pastor role. Totally different. A lot more responsibility, a lot more pressure, a lot more things to think about, a lot more, everything comes up to you. The buck stops here, folks. But God tells him to go in and conquer the land, and he would be with him. So Joshua, now he's trying to tell this group of people that 40 years ago when Moses told them, you know, hey, it's time for us to go in, wouldn't go. They sent out spies and 10 of them came back with bad reports. And they listened to the bad reports rather than to the good report. And they wouldn't go in. And now Joshua is stepping into this role and immediately God says, okay, I want you to take them in and conquer the land. Joshua's going, now wait a minute, get can I get a year or two to just kind of get my feet wet, let them know who I am, let my leadership skills kind of take over? And you know, No. God says, I want you to go in now. It's time. Be strong and very courageous. This is a man of faith. This is a man who says, you know what? I'm going to do what God says to do. And because of this, the people even make this proclamation that they are with him completely. So, 
Also, though, remember this. Joshua grew up a slave. Think about that. Joshua grew up in a slave mentality. He was told what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. From the time he was little. Then he was delivered out of there, but he was not raised a, a battle commander. He wasn't, they only had a couple of battles the whole time that Moses was in leadership. So he didn't really see how to do all this, this battle and, and, and fighting, and he wasn't raised a warrior. So he had very little battle experience at all. And however, Joshua was one of those spies that went into the land 40 years earlier. And he was one that came back with a good report. Him and Caleb came back and said, you know what? Yeah, they're big. But so what? My God's bigger. We can take them. Let's go. You see, here, here's what I want you to get from Joshua this morning. Your talents, your abilities, your upbringing, your family history, and your experience really don't mean anything to God. All those things from your past don't mean a thing to God. God didn't look at Joshua and say, Oh, well, you know, he had this, and he's done that, and this is what's happened to him, and he's got the wrong mentality. I just don't know that I can use him. God didn't do that, did he? He looked at Joshua, and he saw a man whose heart was toward him. He saw a man that... He knew that if he told him what to do, he was going to do it. Now, he knew he was going to be scared. I know that because he kept saying, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. I mean, you know, Joshua wasn't the most, you know, uh, probably brave guy in the world. And God knew that, and he knew he needed encouragement, but he knew that if he told Joshua, go in and conquer the land, Joshua was going to do that very thing. He's looking for a person of faith that will go wherever he sends them and do whatever he asks them. Because if you will go in faith, then he will be there. And he will provide for you whatever you need to accomplish what he has called you to do. We don't have to wonder, oh, well, can I do that? I can't do that. I can't. You know, Moses, when God asked him to go, oh, I can't speak that well. Well, they won't listen to me. Well, this, you know, he had a whole list of excuses. Finally, he said, look, you just go, and I'll get Aaron to speak for you, okay? Just, just go. Moses wasn't even the most obedient one of the bunch. But Joshua, he knew. Joshua, he knew that if I ask him to go, he's going to go. And he's going to do what I ask him to do. Has God ever asked you to step into a position that scared you half to death? You know, it may not be like the, the, the position that Joshua was in, but how about those of you who are parents... Or, or husband and wife when, when you stepped into that role as a husband or wife. You know, you went from being single to all of a sudden now, I, I got to 
help take care of somebody else. I, I gotta, I gotta work with them. I, I, I gotta do these things, and that's a that's a major change in role, isn't it? And then when the ch first child comes along, pretty different, isn't it, Corey? Changes everything. I mean, it's a scary thing when they hand that child to you and you realize, uh, I gotta take this home and I gotta take care of this thing. I mean, you know, I, what, what, what do I do? You know, I mean, what does that cry mean? What does this mean? What does that mean? You know, how do I, what, what do I do with it? I mean, there's so much to learn and so much to do, but we step into it and we just go because God's called us to do that. God gave you that child. God gave you that spouse. But, but maybe he gave you a, a promotion at work or something like that, and, and you just stepped into a new role. Man, it, it's different, isn't it? It is hard sometimes. It's scary. I know for me that, you know, all of these areas apply. I've, I've been, you know, first married and 33 years ago this past week. <laughs> uh, we had a son. He's 32 now. You know, I went through all Now grandbabies. Man change in leadership here in the church and all the things he's asked me to do. Can you imagine Joshua taking over the leadership of close to a million people? And what pressures and what things he was sitting there going, oh God, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. I, I don't know where to start. But not only that, but then being commanded to lead them into a land that they didn't know and oust a people from a land that were strong. They had fortified cities. To fight battles and divide the land among the people as he conquered it. What a huge responsibility he had. What got him through, though? faith his faith in God he says if God said it I believe it and it's going to happen his faith was so strong that he would be willing to do whatever God told him to do no matter how crazy it sounded that's who Joshua was Joshua was a man of faith that stepped into a role that was overwhelming it was more than what he was able to do and so many times God will put us into positions where it's more than what we can do but it's because he wants to see if our faith is in us or in him if it's in ourselves we'll probably fail if it's in him there's success every time we've got to have our faith in God and say, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this that you're asking me to do. But God, if you are with me, I know it's going to work. I know it's going to happen. Somehow you're going to give me what I need to make this happen. So now, before I finish this story with Joshua, let's jump over to Rahab. So now let's, let's look in Joshua chapter 2, verses... 2, uh, 1 through 21. Joshua 2, 1 through 21. 
It says, And Joshua the son of Nun sent two men secretly from Shittim as spies, saying, Go, view the land, especially Jericho. And they went and came into the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab and lodged there. And it was told to the king of Jericho, Behold, men of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. Then the king of Jericho sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you who entered your house, for they have come to search out all the land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. And she said, True, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And when the gate was about to be closed at dark, the men went out. I do not know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof and hid them with the stalks of flax that she had laid in order on the roof. So the men pursued after them on the way to the Jordan as far as the fords. And the gate was shut as soon as the pursuers had gone out. Before the men lay down, she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. Man, what a statement of faith. I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the fear of you has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Ammonites who were beyond the Jordan to Sion and Og whom you devoted to destruction. And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted, and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. Remember, this is Rahab the prostitute speaking, okay? Just keep that in mind. Verse 12. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that as I have dealt kindly with you, you also will deal kindly with with my father's house and give me a sure sign that you will save alive my father and mother, my brothers and sisters and all who belong to them and deliver our lives from death. And the men said to her, our life for yours, even to death. If you do not tell this business of ours, then when the Lord gives us the land, we will deal kindly and faithfully with you. Then she let them down by a rope through the window for her house was built into the city wall so that she lived in the wall. And that's significant. And she said to them, Go into the hills, or the pursuers will encounter you, and hide there three days until the pursuers have returned. Then afterward you may go your way. The men said to her, You will be guiltless with respect to this oath of, ours, of yours that you have made, to, uh, made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land... You shall tie this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down, and you shall gather into your house your father and mother, your brothers, and all your father's household. Then if anyone goes out of the doors of your house into the street, his blood shall be in, on his own head, and we shall be guiltless. But if a hand is laid on anyone who is with you in the house, this blood shall be on our head. But if you tell this business of ours, then we shall be guiltless with respect to your oath that you have made us swear. And she said, according to your words, so be it. Then she went in, then she sent them away and they departed and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. Now, Rahab was not an Israelite, but a resident of Jericho 
and a prostitute. And yet the statements that I hear from her have more faith in them than many of the Israelites. She had heard the stories about God and what he had done for this nation of Israel, and she knew that their God was the God of the universe, the all-powerful, almighty God. She knew it. And she literally risked her life to put her faith in God that she didn't even know. Think about it. She had never heard about God except from these stories of what he had done for a people that were off in a distance. But yet she put her faith in that God. She didn't put her faith in these spies. She didn't put her faith in anything but God. When she made that decision to hide those spies away, she was putting her faith in God. She said, God, I'm going to trust you that these guys are going to keep me safe, that they're not going to destroy me, that they're going to listen to what I have to say, and I'm going to try to protect them because I know they're your servants. All she knew was this might be her way out. This might be my way out. Her way to a new way of life new way of living if you're here today and you are looking for a way to a different life then then let me just tell you my God is able to deliver and do more than you could ever even imagine or, or think about him changing in your life he can do it He can do far more than what you think. If you'll only put your faith in him. Rahab hid these men from the king. And she knew that if she did and then found out she was going to die, the king would kill her. But she chose to believe God and help the men he had sent her way. If you read on down in the story, you will find that on the day Israel defeated Jericho, Rahab and her whole household were saved. Now, if you know the story of Jericho, you know that what happened was is God told the Israelites to march around the city for seven days. And on the seventh day, they went seven times around the city and then they gave a shout and blew some trumpets and the walls of the city came down. Now, why is that so significant? Where was Rahab's house? In the wall. God left that one portion of the wall standing, I believe. Because of her faith. Everything else may crumble around you, but God will keep you safe. Right in the midst of it, if you will put your trust in Him, if you will rely upon Him... He will keep you by His hand. I don't know that for sure. I don't know that 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 thing was standing straight up and everything else was laid bare. I don't know exactly how it happened, but I do know this, that the story goes on and tells us that Rahab and her whole family were saved. 
But my God doesn't do just a little bit for those who have faith. Now he goes above and beyond for those who put their trust in him. Let, let me just tell you about Rahab and what he went above and beyond with. He not only saved her and her whole family on that day, but if you turn over to Matthew chapter 1, verse 5, you'll read this in the genealogy of Jesus. It says, And Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab. And Boaz, the father of Obed by Ruth. And Obed, the father of Jesse. And Jesse was the father of David. Rahab was part of the line and genealogy of Jesus. Because of her faith, because of her putting her faith in God, she became the wife of Solomon, who bore him a son named Boaz, who married another hero of the Bible, Ruth. And Boaz and Ruth had Obed, who was the father of Jesse and the father of King David. Rahab was not only saved, her family, but she became a part of the bloodline of Jesus Christ. There is nothing that my God can't do. There is nothing that He can't save you from. When you put your faith in Him, He can change your whole story. Your whole family can be changed forever if you will put your faith in Him. She, did. she didn't just get a fresh start in life, but married a prominent man in Israel and had a son who became the great-grandfather of King David and was ultimately in that bloodline of Jesus Christ. Man, can, can you just imagine? She couldn't have imagined that. Not in a million years would she have thought that that would have happened. All she wanted was to just get out of the life she was in to see something change for the better. But God goes over and above when we put our faith in Him. Faith will change your life and your future. It will. I pray that you will put your faith in Him today. I can go ahead and get the worship team to come up this morning. Now, I told you I'd get back to Joshua in just a moment. So let me give you just a few highlights of this man of faith. Joshua led the people into the promised land and obeyed God when he was told to just walk around those walls for seven days. Then he was obedient to just have everyone give out a shout. Walls came down, they went in, and they took the city. Joshua also obeyed God in battle after battle to defeat the enemy of the land. He, he stood in faith in God. Now the second battle that they had was a defeat. And he, he all of a sudden, you know, what it, he didn't know what had happened and he cries out to God and he's ready to give it all up and God says, hold on, hold on. It wasn't your sin, it was somebody else's in the camp. But then Joshua was strong enough to stand up 
and get rid of the sin out of the camp and to continue on. And then the battles were won from then on. He obeyed God to divide up the land among the tribes. Even toward the end of his life, he gave this very famous statement. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That was after all that he had gone through, all the battles and all the things, and the people were comfortable, and they were starting to turn in different directions. Joshua said, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. But I know the Lord. And I know who He is. I'm telling you today that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There is no other God but my God. Joshua kept his faith in God and didn't let success go to his head. He could have, he could have taken the glory. He could have tried. But it would have destroyed him. He didn't take the credit or the glory. Instead, he was faithful to serve the Lord and to keep his faith in God. God is calling us to have the faith of a Joshua and the faith of a Rahab. That all we have to do is say, God, I know, I know who you are. And I want to trust in you. I've heard the stories. I've heard all these things. I've, I've seen others that have, have experienced this. But God, today I choose to have my faith in you. My faith. Joshua didn't go on the faith of Moses. Or he would have failed. Rahab didn't go on the faith of anyone else. She went on her faith in God that He would be the one that would deliver. We have to have our own faith in Him. We have to be able to stand up and say, I believe God, and I'm going to trust in Him. Let's all stand today, and I want to have you bow your heads, close your eyes for just a moment. If there is anyone here today who you have not put your faith in Him, you... You don't have that kind of faith that Joshua or Rahab had. You've, you've maybe been going on the faith of your parents or somebody else and your grandparents or someone else that you know and you've just kind of been halfway in, but you really haven't committed yourself to serving God. Haven't put your total faith in Him. If that's you here today... I, I want to give you that opportunity to say a prayer and to place your total commitment in Christ. He can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ever think or ask. When you put your faith in Him, when you trust in Him, or maybe you've done this in the past and you know that you've gone to a place right now where you're not... You're not putting your faith in Him. You're not trusting in Him like you should. And you know that you need to recommit your life to Christ. If that's you here today, I want you to just lift up your hand. If you had never made that commitment or you're wanting to rededicate your life to Him, I want you to just lift up your hand. I'm going to just have a prayer with you. I'm not going to call you out. Amen? Is there anyone else? Just lift up your hand if that's what you're wanting to commit yourself to today.
Don't leave without making that commitment of faith to Him. I want to pray for this one right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray, God, that as He has lifted His hand and made that commitment, Lord, that He will have the faith to follow after You with all of His heart, all of His soul, and all of His might. Lord, I pray that today, Lord, that you will forgive his sins, cleanse him of all unrighteousness right now in Jesus' name. Of everything he's ever done that's wrong, cleanse him and forgive him. And God, help him to walk in faith in you. Lord God, trusting in you with all of his heart in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I pray for everyone in this room, Lord God, that as we've heard this message and we've, we've heard the story of Joshua and Rahab and, Lord, how you delivered them. Lord God, how you set a man who, was, who came up a slave and had no battle experience and had no leadership experience. Lord, you placed him in a place of leadership over a million of people. Lord God, to go into a land and to conquer it. And, Lord, you gave him the ability to do that when he put his faith in you. God, help us to just trust in you. God, no matter what you're calling us to do, no matter what you've said to us to do, Lord, that we will follow after you and we will be strong and courageous like Joshua. Lord, help us to have the faith of Rahab that, Lord, that no matter what, Lord, we just trust in you. <laughs> Lord, she didn't even have the knowledge that we have today of who you are. But God, she trusted in you. Lord, we can know that when we do, Lord, you're going to bless us like you did Rahab. God, that you're going to give us abundantly above what we could ever think or ask in our lives because of how much you love us and love those who put their faith in you. And Lord, I just ask your blessing upon each one in this place today. God, bless them as they go from this place or if they go down for the meal, Lord, I pray over this meal that we're about to have, Lord, that you will bless it. God, bless the, uh, the, this trip, Lord God, that we're going on to Ecuador, Lord, and th those that are participating in that. Lord, I'm asking you to just help them, uh, each one, to be able to raise the funds that they need and, Lord, to be able to go on this trip that I believe is going to be life-changing. And, Father, we're just asking you to do that now. Father, bless the food. Bless those who prepared it. Let us have a blessed afternoon in you. In Jesus' name, amen.